Hello and welcome back to another edition of the Movie Bar Podcast, the movie podcast for movie fans by movie fans. The bar is now open. We are kicking off our holiday action month with five action movies in a row. Welcome to episode number 85. I am your host, John, here with my esteemed co-host. That's you. Oh, and I'm Justin. And I was, for the record, I was leaving air for the esteemed one, but he just didn't decide to show up. Okay. Well, <laughs> an invitation was offered to the one we don't speak of, and he declined. Um, how are you doing this will one? Not be attending. Who? Voldemort. Yeah. How you doing this week, Justin? Did you have a nice Thanksgiving. Yeah, so yeah, it was, it was fine. I wait till you wait till you hear the movie that I watched at the end of Thanksgiving. Probably wasn't as good as mine. I had the ex and the ex in laws, and my ex's daughter and Hunter, and we usually watch a movie after Thanksgiving dinner. We had dinner here because their oven was broken, and I said, "I know a movie." And I looked and I said, "Shit, it's not streaming," and then I remembered I own it. So I had to run upstairs. But we'll get to that in a little bit. What's wrong that to tell a story? And then you're not even going to tell the movie that it was. Because the movie we watched. Up, oh, I'm not going to tell you. I know. Spoiler alert. You have to stay five more minutes and then you'll find out. That's... Any big news stories this week? Um, I saw. Other than one... that gigantic dose of douchiness? I don't know. <laughs> uh I did see the co-creator of HR Puffin Stuff passed away, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but I forgot to write down his name. Uh, no new trailers this week. What you watch this week, Justin? I actually watched movies. Did you? I did. I watched Lethal Weapon. Yeah, well, that's a good one. I watched Buddy Games Spring Awakening. I knew you would as soon as I bought it. And I watched Saw X. Surprised it took you this long. What you think of it? Um, so I thought the story was great. Yeah. Um, I was worried about how they'd throw it in there, but they succinctly kind of spotted it in there. I mean, there are some things that, and it's it's nothing against Shawnee Smith, nothing against her, but you could tell that this had been so many years on since she had played. <laughs> Amanda, yeah. um, but I mean, it it was a good movie. Um, I want to uh, give a shout out to the sound and effects people, um, because that well, there was a couple there with just the sounds, and I was just like, I I really can't watch this. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's when you know you fit old. Yeah, you can't watch Saw movies. It was just no, they 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 just they got it. Just the, the sound and the news. They did it right. Well, I had gone and seen it in theaters the night it came out. And I went with a friend who's not a horror fan at all. Had never seen any of the other saws. Had no idea what the fuck was going on. And spent the majority of the time like this. But Kyle? No. <laughs> I'm sure he would if Yeah. All right. Well, wow, it's a good list. So I'm going to work my way backwards. So last night I watched I'll Be Home for Christmas, the Jonathan Taylor Thomas movie. It's not a long list. Uh, Jessica Bale, you know, felt like watching a Christmas movie. I did watch Lethal Weapon. Uh, Friday night I watched Black Christmas, the 1974 version. It was the Slumber Party Massacre movie with the movie Crip. So, and then for the big reveal, Thanksgiving night, we watched the timeless Christmas classic, Santa with Muscles. Wow. All that douchiness for that big old letdown of a stinker. This is a good movie. Hunter enjoyed it. <laughs> oh. I thought you were going to come up with like a horror movie or something. Yeah, right. 
I we watched Five Nights at Freddy's. We've already watched that. I know. Now, now he knows it's coming out on DVD and Blu-ray and 4K. Oh, and another other news: I'm considering selling the entire movie collection and going 4K. <sighs> like the great DVD turnover in 2012. You're gonna lose a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, but there's no place that really buys them anymore, so I think I'm kind of stuck with them. Yeah, so you're not actually selling them and getting it all in 4K. You just have to rebuy everything. And I, I am testing out eBay at the moment, so. But, anyways, more on that at a later date. You ready to jump into our first Christmas action movie? He's a criminal's worst nightmare. A cop who enjoys the danger. No guns, no jujitsu, just bring him down. Do you really want to jump? Well, then that's fine with me. Come on. Wait, I what do you mean? Wait a minute. What the? He was ready to retire. Now, he's going to wish he had. Gun! Oh, oh, oh. Raj, meet your new partner. New partner? <laughs> Too old for this. If these guys can just stand each other. What you got in there? Boy and Smith? A lot of old timers carry those. The bad guys don't stand a chance. Don't kill anybody. Don't kill anybody. I'm too old for this. Are you as good as you say you are? Nobody can touch me. Suppose we better register you as a lethal weapon. You ever met anybody you didn't kill? Well, I haven't killed you yet. It's a movie. Debatable the Christmasiness of it, but don't know. give me that fucking. Okay, we're going to talk about that's the ending question for this movie. But this week we are covering Lethal Weapon, following the death of death of his wife, a Los Angeles police detective Martin Riggs becomes reckless and suicidal when he's reassigned and partnered with Roger Murtaugh. Riggs immediately clashes with the older officer. Together they uncover a massive drug trafficking ring. As they encounter increasingly dangerous situations, Riggs and Murtaugh begin to form a bond. Riggs's biotal behavior just might help them apprehend the criminals if it doesn't kill them both first. Directed by Richard Donner, had a box office of $120.2 million, had sequels Lethal Weapon 2, Lethal Weapon 3, Lethal Weapon 4, and a TV series, and was originally released on March 6, 1987, is rated R, it has a runtime of one hour and 57 minutes. It is currently not streaming on any streaming services, but available for purchase on all streaming sites. Our cast of characters has Mel Gibson as Martin Riggs, Danny Glover as Roger Murtaugh, Gary Busey as Mr. Joshua, Mitchell Ryan as General Peter McAllister, Tom Atkins as Michael Hunsacker, Darlene Love as Trish Murtaugh, and Tracy Wolf as Rianne Murtaugh. All right. So first, let's get your initial thoughts on Riggs and Murtaugh. You, you kind of get a feel for both of them. One's a family man, one's a loner. What are your, what are your thoughts on Riggs and, Riggs and Murtaugh here? Well, I mean, he wasn't always a loner. He's dealing with the death of his wife slash girlfriend, whatever it was. Um. So, I mean, he's volatile. I mean, every, I, that would be as expected. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, you know, you kind of get where Murtaugh's coming from. You know, he is, he's, what, he's old. eight made days this of retirement. Yeah. yeah, he's made it this far. Just wants to get the light at the end of the tunnel that none of us these days will ever see. <laughs> yeah. And, you know... Definitely a difference between the two, you know, Murtaugh is now clean shaven with a mustache, short hair, 
shirt and tie, vest, a proper detective. And then you have Briggs with the long hair, you know, a flannel, a jacket, cowboy boots, and jeans, you know. Two polar opposites, but opposites attract, right? Sure. Sometimes. Okay. So how about Mel Gibson and Danny Glover's like chemistry on screen, screen together, like on screen together? I think they worked well off of each other. Um, I mean, <clears throat> Danny Glover, he, he did does a really good job of playing that kind of nervous straight guy. Um, yeah, you know, he's 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 very by the book, but he's you know. He he gets what can go wrong. He understands what can go wrong. He just tries to avoid it by doing the right thing. Not yeah. not trying to kill people, you know. Shoot him in the leg, get the information. <laughs> Don't kill him. <laughs> yeah. Whereas Riggs seems more the Riggs is more just you know shoot first, ask questions later. Yeah. By the seat of his pants. Making it up as you go. Yeah. Which has a place. Yeah, and like that definitely shows in the jumper scene when the guy's going to commit suicide. Mm-hmm. And Riggs is up there. He's like, hey, you know, you hand me a light. Or, and the guy goes to hand him the light and he cops him. And he's like, okay, now if you jump, you're killing a cop too. <laughs> well, it's convenient that the handcuffs broke right as they were jumping. Yeah. I don't know if you spotted that. <laughs> that made I a note of that. I'm like, oh, look at that. I did not. I did not. <laughs> but. You know, Murtaugh is investigating a suicide, which turns out to be a guy that he knew in Nam's daughter. Well, Riggs is buying cocaine in a tree lot. Hey, that's a perfect place to get rid of some snow, you know? Yeah, sounds like you know from experience. No. But, so... You know, he he kind of shows this funny side when he's like, oh, well, you know, you know, 100. And he's like, okay, well, let me see if he's pulling out 10s and 20s and change and a bus tick token. And and the guy's like, no, 100 grand. And then he goes, okay, well, how about this? And he throws out the badge. Um, How about when they first meet Riggs and Murtaugh? Murtaugh finds out he's getting a partner, turns around, sees this homeless looking of this thing, this guy, Riggs, Mm. long hair, jeans, leather jacket. Has a reputation. Has a reputation of being suicidal. And he notes the gun and proceeds to tackle him, but gets taken down. What What are your thoughts on their initial meeting? It's reasonable in a police station when you don't know who you're looking at. But, I mean, you know, comedic effect, I get it. Um, Yeah. But, I mean, you know, it's it's one of those old school cop, new school cop uh, type deals. So, yeah, it's what most buddy movies are based off of. Mm hmm. A few things I found interesting in this movie was the cell phone that Murtaugh uses. Mm, yes, this is the big old sack case phone area, and you know Riggs's love for the Three Stooges. You you see, which plays out in later movies. Mm-hmm. You know, but so at what point in the movie do you think Murtaugh begins to trust Riggs? I think after that scene when they're in the the empty storefront after the suicide thing, when he realizes, no, he's not, he legitimately is ready to go. Yeah. (laughs) You know, he's not, he's not putting on a front. He's, you know, he's damaged. And to have that kind of heart to heart and then be like, I want a hot dog. Mm -hmm. That would be something I would do, you know. But so we kind of learn that um, 
the daughter's suicide wasn't really a suicide. And Moida. Moida, yeah, Moida. And Roger's Vietnam buddy had actually reached out to him a few days before, but he didn't return his calls, and now she's dead. And you start to, the plot starts to unravel. The plot begins. Yeah. And you learn that uh, McAllister and Mr. Joshua are behind it. What? Let, let's talk about Gary Busey. This is obviously pre-accident. <laughs> you know, he's somewhat sane, but not really sane. But what, what are your thoughts on him playing this character of Mr. Joshua? I mean, he's always had that. There's something off about him look to him yeah um i mean he's not you know he's not a fat dude he's not what anybody would consider you know the the typical action movie buff guy but he's a decent size he's a good he's a good you know badass villain yeah and you know when he does like the lighter trick on his arm mm-hmm. you know that kind of shows his tolerance yeah. for pain. I mean, he showed it. You know, he was kind of shaking a little bit. And, you know, I want to say something, but he didn't say anything. So he did a good job at playing that off. So Yeah. Excuse me. So uh, like, let's talk about some of the scenes in the movie, like the interactions between Riggs and Murtaugh and McAllister and his gang. You know, when they shoot rigs through the the plate glass window of the store mm-hmm. and they come up with the idea of okay they think it they think i'm dead and then they find out that murtaugh's daughter has been kidnapped by mcallister and mm-hmm. so when, when they go for the retrieval of course it's going to be in the desert helicopters limos suvs and a station oh, yeah. wagon mm-hmm. and Riggs is off in the distance with a sniper gun um what what did you like did you like did you like anything about that scene like like the scene when they're in, in the desert the i think it was a decent scene i mean it's it all went to shit on him yeah, I mean, but you knew that was gonna. You, you had to predict that was gonna happen. Well, yeah, it, it, that the movie was. <laughs> yeah, but that's too easy. Like, oh, they're gonna get her back on the yeah. first go. Of course yeah, not. No, yeah, there's got to be some kind of slip up, some kind of screw up, something they didn't plan for. It just yeah. goes haywire. Which I mean, I would imagine that's probably the case most of the time and things like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so obviously when the plan goes wrong, they get captured. Riggs is getting Chinese water tortured with the sponges on the, Mm -hmm. and Murtar is getting this old salt in the bullet, bullet hole. And of course, Riggs finds his way out. Always does. Pop that shoulder. Yeah, which plays back in later movies also. Always, always, always. Pop that shoulder once a movie at least. <laughs> and then, um, you know, they get Leanne out of there. And we come across to the final fight. Because they're at his at Murtaugh's house. Like, it always goes back to Murtaugh's house, too. <laughs> Which plays back in the fourth one when they're trying to sell the house. And so let's talk about that fight scene. Like that action sequence was intense. Well, all all of these ones had 
pretty good final fight sequences. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, like later on in the, 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 I think it's the fourth one actually, when they, they're out on that construction site at all the houses and he uses the nail gun to get the guy and which that, even that, that's a replay of earlier. That, that was the so, fourth one. Yeah, that was the fourth I one. I mean, the third, had... third one. I'm oh, sorry. Third one. The fourth um, one was Jet Li. Yeah, that's right. Fourth one was Jet Li. Yeah, that was the third one. Um, but I mean, it, all those little tropes come back around. But I mean, it, it's a little different when you're fighting, you know, Mr. Joshua. <laughs> yeah, they're both former special force rangers. Special forces. They get the same tattoo. Same the, team. Let's talk about Not that anymore. when they're um, going to talk to the prostitute and the house explodes. <laughs> and the little kids. Are, so what's your name, little fella? Please Don't tell me. The police are coming. You're arresting Dixie. You're arresting <laughs> Dixie. Bam! Whoa, do it again. But I love the scene when they're talking to the kid. Well, this one kid saw her meet a man there earlier in the day. Oh, can you talk about him? Don't tell him your name. He's going to arrest you and never see your mom again. Yeah, I hope it. Don't tell him your name. <laughs> then he takes the hand. How old are you, Alfie? Six. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. Then they realize it's the same ink that Riggs has on his arm. So back to that final fight. Like, not many weapons used. No, which is good. You know, a lot of these, especially during this time you know the uh late 80s early 90s they got way over into the big gun fights yeah. and the explosions and all the fanciness I mean, these these movies always kind of kept it simple um in in that respect and that happens in the third one with big gun yeah. fights and fucking yeah you get the big gun fight but you know in, in the end it comes to special hammer piercing bullets and all that junk but yeah. um but i mean even still like even that that fight it wasn't you know oh i got a machine gun against you know two guys it was still you know a relatively small gun fight in yeah. the grand scheme of hollywood movies um but keeping it simple zoe i think is is better for for these kinds of things sometimes Keeping it simple and not overdoing it helps sell the movie a little bit better. Yeah, I, I think like that's one of the things that kept me invested in this movie was it's just the it, series alone. I mean, it's it's yeah. they have overall. I mean, it, it does become a running joke later on in the series, but I mean, overall, if you compare like Lethal Weapon to some of the other, you know, late '80s cop action movies. They're doing far less damage to the actual city than most of these other movies are, you know? Yeah. It seems mostly it's doing damage to Murtaugh's house, his car, yeah. his garage, his boat. Yeah. Every movie is fucking something different that gets destroyed. But, um, what, like, is that, that what kept you invested, like, in this movie when, while watching it? Because no, I know, I I know that... it was definitely a fact for me was that it, you know, there wasn't a lot of damage per se to, you know, like you see movies where it's like took out a whole city block. Yeah. This, oh, took out Marta's car. And as the series went on in each movie, it becomes more funnier along with the action. Yeah. I honestly, I think the second one is the best one. Yes. Um, just because you get Joe Pesci in there. And, man, he just adds so much. And at that point, I mean, Merton Riggs are established mm -hmm. as partners and stuff. So that they're more into a camaraderie type uh, relationship than they are here. And that standoffish starting off getting to know each other thing. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that. That made a big difference. Plus, the second one, it, it 
diplomatic immunity. <laughs> it's been revoked. <laughs> so we've touched on them. Let's talk about the other three movies for a moment. So you have the first one with they're fighting McAllister and Mr. Joshua or drugs. Um, the second one kind of focuses a little more on uh, money laundering. Yeah. When he's, I forget, South well, African. Money laundering and, and political power. Yeah. Because you got the South, the South African consulate. Yeah. Diplomatic immunity. And you also learn what happened to Riggs's wife, that she was killed by one of the South African oscillates henchmen. Yeah, I feel like that comes up again later on in another movie as a different guy, too. So I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why I feel like it comes up again later on in one of the other movies, too. No. Maybe I'm thinking of a different one. Um, no, then he falls in love with that the uh, yeah. Then he falls in love with her, and, and they kill take... her. Then the Joe Pesci's introduced in the second one as the money laundering, and they're supposed to protect him. And within five minutes of meeting him, they're sliding out a hotel window. Okay, 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 okay. Let me let me take. <laughs> so the the third one introduces a new character, um, Rene Russo who is internal affairs and they arrest this one deals with dirty cops yep dirty cops and armor piercing bullets yeah and stuff being stolen out of the warehouse the police warehouse that's supposed to be destroyed mm-hmm. and that's when you have the big shootout at the end and like that one i i think is the funniest yeah. Of the three, because, you know, you got Joe Pesci's back, mm-hmm. Murtaugh, Riggs, Russo. Yeah, and Riggs has that kind of love interest, yeah, but not kind of when, relationship. When they're Russo. comparing uh, bullet wounds and stab yeah. wounds and finds out she's a fan of the Three Stooges, which plays back to the first one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when... They encounter the dog in the warehouse and he pulls out dog treats because he's yeah. trying to quit smoking. But you can really see now that by three that Riggs and Murtaugh, they're family now. Yep. You know. Uh, no, I mean, a lot happens in those three days, in those eight days. I oh, mean, yeah. supposed to retire in eight days and now look at it. Now, now all his kids are grown by the third movie. That's a long <laughs> eight days. <laughs> and then the fourth one, you introduce uh, Chris Rock. Butters. Butters as Murtaugh's daughter's baby daddy, mm-hmm. but he doesn't know. And mm-hmm. Riggs and uh, Lorna is her name, Rene Russo. They're having a baby. Murtaugh's daughter and, and Butters is having a baby. Riggs convinces Murtaugh that Butters is in love with him. <laughs> and, get, uh, yeah. and then you have Joe Pesci back, the captain back. I believe they come captains in this one, in the yep. fourth one. Mm-hmm. And captain, 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 mm-hmm. captain, captain, captain. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, lo- I love the scene when they're running through Chinatown and they got the one guy and he's like, I'm just a waiter. <laughs> oh, well, what's today's special? Well, what's today? Thursday. Uh, sweet and sour chicken, uh, egg roll. <laughs> and you also have um, Uncle Benny. Mm-hmm. Who was a character within himself? Always. The fourth fourth one kind of deals with uh, the triads and and there was a TV show I've never watched it nope. because I hate when they turn movies into TV shows. Mm-hmm. But it's just leave it be. <laughs> Nope, they got to make money. They got to bilk every last cent out of every property they can. So if you own the rights to Lethal Weapon, what do you think is going to make more money? A fifth movie or a TV show? If they do the TV show right, it would be a TV show because it would last longer. 
it, but especially now in the day and age of all these 80s movies getting sequels and 90s movies getting sequels, yeah. like Beetlejuice yeah. 2, Good Burger 2, all these movies yeah, Saw coming back. Do you think Danny Glover can still do this? <clears throat> I think if you bring back the cast of four, Rene Russo, Chris Rock, Joe Pesci, I think I could see Murtaugh still going, man, I'm too old for this shit. And then they finally retire and pass it on to maybe Butters gets a new partner. I don't know. I think I, I, I think that uh, I, don't, I don't know if Danny Glover's still got the action movie still in him. So but I don't know. They have talked about it. Mel Gibson's looking pretty old these days, too. <laughs> I just found out today John Travolta's 70. Oh, yeah. So, apparently there was a reboot in 2011 that they were discussing that had Will Bale as the scriptwriter, but it was eventually canceled, and the television version... Her man in 2016 with Clayne Crawford as Martin Riggs and Damon Wayans as Roger and Thomas Lennon as Leo Getz. Mm-hmm. But I know at one point they talked about five. I'm sure they always will, but I, I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't see it. I don't but see it happening. Richard Donner passed away in July of 2021. Well, and I mean, Mel Gibson isn't exactly on uh, Hollywood's it list anymore. He hasn't done any real blockbuster movie theater movies in years. Um, Danny Glover stepped away for a while, but he's come back. I mean, I'm not saying that I don't want to insult the man, but I mean, he's old, you know. He's not exactly... Beat top material anymore. So apparently, there was talks of a fifth lethal weapon to be named Lethal Finale. Although both Gibson and Glover initially expressed a lack of interest, Gibson confirmed in November 2021 he's in talk to direct and star in the fifth film, saying he would be helming the film The Honor Donner, who wrote the screenplay and was originally set to direct prior to his death in July of 2021. It is reported that Richard Wink had drafted the screenplay. He's also done The Equalizer, Jack Reacher, Never Go Back. In September of 2022, Gibson expressed confidence that the film would begin shooting in the first quarter of 2023 and may see a release date that same year. As of April, the prediction of filming in the first quarter had been missed and no further updates have been provided. I mean, I suppose I could see it if, like, Murtaugh became the captain, Captain Captain. Yeah. And, you know, Riggs was still in the field because he was younger. Um, he's still yeah. in the field. It kind of butters as his partner or something. Um, but even still, I don't know. I think at this point, it'd be hard-pressed to... I think I just want to see it to see it. You know, and that's one of the things is, at this point, a lot of these, like, with the huge gap between... They yeah. that's what it feels like is Hollywood's just doing it to do it. They're not yeah. they're not giving it a great chance by giving it a great story. They're just yeah. There you go. This um, is how we'll wrap it up. You know, ah. been a few movies like that. You know, the spiral, the book of Saw. Mm-hmm. You know, okay, we're giving you a new Saw movie. Here you go. Stop uh, throwing Chris Rock under the bus. I told him to keep my wife's name out of his fucking mouth, but I'm not <laughs> married, so. But, um, no, I mean, like, a lot of these older movies, Hocus Pocus 2. Oh, God, there's a crap show and a half. Yeah, you, like. Although, to be fair, I didn't like the first one, but. <laughs> but a lot of them are hit and miss, though, yeah. like Jurassic Park, Jurassic World. That was a success. Yeah, but that that was a legitimate 
like remake slash continuation. Yeah. You know, it's kind of they did the remake to see if it would land well. And when it did, they're like, all right, now let's circle back and connect the originals in there a little bit yeah. more. Um, so like that, I that they did that right though. You know, they brought it, it I get the conclusion of it wasn't what you know people wanted, but whenever is it? Whenever yeah. is it? I mean, it doesn't matter whether it's a horror movie or even half of the books that get turned into movies and stuff. The ending's never going to be what it was or what you want it to be, even if it is already written in a book, because they have yeah. to change it. And when it's something that you only have ever seen it in a film, and yes, the entire of the internet world want to see it end a certain way, Hollywood's going to be like, Ha! that's silly that's not how we were gonna end it we were gonna do this stupid nonsensical bullshit yeah <laughs> you know so and i mean that's the problem is they look at a lot of these movies as cash grabs yeah when you have loyal yeah. fan bases out there that you know love these movies for a particular reason and, and it gets to the point where they just cookie cutter out these sequels and kill people's interest in them like yeah. putting out crap. So how, how about the length of this movie? One hour and 50 some odd minutes. 57 minutes. I mean, it's a little longer than most, but. But it flowed. Like you it don't flowed. really feel it. It flowed. Yeah, you don't feel it. Because you're going from like one thing to another. There's no like, you know, you're really not getting much of a backstory on these two except for the opening scene yeah then as you kind of like as the movie develop like progresses you learn little bits and pieces as they're talking and certain actions that they do and you see the difference between the two and like even when he starts to joke about wanting to kill himself or getting them killed when he finds out it's his birthday and he's like, well, maybe I'll be around long enough to get you a present. Yeah. And, you know, to end, end the movie with the fight scene and the, you know, Joshua pulls the cop's gun while Riggs pulls Murtaugh's gun and gets that final shot off on him. And then... Next thing he goes by is Murtaugh's house, or he visits his wife and goes to Murtaugh's house and gives him the bullet. I think that's the point when Riggs finally begins to trust, like, knows that Roger has his back. And, you know, he has a reason to live now by giving him the bullet. And then he invites him in for the worst Christmas dinner which brings the dog and the cat and the dog and, you know, typical chaos. Uh, let's see. What was your favorite scene in the movie? Mm. I I like the jumper scene. Yeah. Um, just his, just confidence, just walking up. No, 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 I'm just here to talk to you. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna walk right over this line. No, don't worry. No, no, I'm just gonna talk to you. No, 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 let's have a cigarette. No, 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 you know. Yeah. And then he gave the second he has the handcuffs on. Yeah, that's right, motherfucker. You can jump now. Yeah. You know, I thought that was a good, was a good move. Yeah, you, you don't see that very often. No. But I mean, you know, it's also one of those things, pretty sure that the guy would have seen them inflating that gigantic thing. Those things don't inflate quick. <laughs> Well, I mean, obviously they're going to put it down in a general vicinity of where this guy's going to fucking splash on the, you know, and like, like the scene when they're at the house and they uh, shoot the guy into the pool and they jump in and rescue him. And I love how they're just let in by Girl Scouts. Oh yeah, go ahead. Go right in. Have fun. Yeah. Well, she just came out of there. You saw the mountain of coke that was in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Surprised she wasn't like going 90 miles an hour down the fucking. Which character do you like better, Riggs or Murta? I don't know. That's well, each one has their positives and their negatives. I'd say like either one more. I mean, that's is you trying to like. If I like Riggs, I'm crazy. If I like Murtom, crazy. You're boring. You're boring. <laughs> If you like merch, how you're boring. All right. He's a family man. He has ethics and morals. What's wrong with that? America needs more of that. So this would kind of be like us hanging out because, you know, I'm fucking crazy and at times. Thought about putting the bullet in, but whatever. All right. Debate time. Is this a Christmas movie? No. It is How a movie. It is fuck? a movie that happens at Christmas. It is not a Christmas. The fucking movie, movie opens with a Christmas song. It happens at Christmas. It is not a Christmas movie. And the same goes for Die Hard. It happens at Christmas. But that does not make it a Christmas movie. Okay. So if they make a movie and it mentions Halloween several times, there's jack-o'-lanterns everywhere. Are we talking about this old like Disney be twitched or tween witches or teen witches or so twitches? I'm not talking about anything in particular. Because that's the same idea, and no, that's not a Halloween movie either. I am just saying that it has Christmas music. Is Christmas pivotal to the plot? Yes. No. That drug deal could have happened just as easily in the the back of a truck with uh, stereo equipment. Yes. They said those those things. Yes, just look at uh, Beverly Hills Cop. Same idea. He's selling cigarettes or stereos or whatever. You can even go to um, Once Upon a Time in Brooklyn, uh, Goodfellas. Once Upon a Time in Brooklyn, Goodfellas? Yeah, I, I, I got my kids selling cigarettes mixed up. Um, but Goodfellas, he was selling cigarettes out of the trucks and shit and all that. So, um, you know, it, it, that could happen any time of the year it's not necessary to the plot it happens at christmas doesn't make it a christmas movie. okay but if they're not making it a christmas movie why is there christmas music why is christmas they just picked the time they don't have to they don't have to fucking play christmas music at the beginning of the movie to open the movie they don't have to play halloween music at the beginning of a halloween music to make it a halloween movie either it's just music but when you have the Christmas music, the Christmas trees, Christmas dinner. So? Was it pivotal to the plot? Was Christmas necessary to the plot? No. The tree was. The Christmas tree in DeMarta's house when the note's attached to it. Yeah, could have attached a note to a fucking chalkboard with a magnet. But they did. To, the to the oven. To the oven. Because she sucks at cooking. You know? We have but a they bird. did. They put it have on the bird tree. burning in the oven. It wasn't pivotal to the plot. It happens at Christmas. Doesn't make it a Christmas movie. I think it's a Christmas movie. That's why we're covering it during our Christmas action movie month. It happens at Christmas. That's why it qualifies. All right. Let's do the ratings. I give it. I mean, like I said, I like the second one more than I like the first one. Um, but I mean, it's a solid, it's a solid movie. I give it three and a half. I give it five. I give all four, all, any the Lethal Weapon movies. I'll give them five too because I like them. I like it. I just I like the second one more than I like the first one. 
Man, we should have yeah. done this. We should have done Lethal Weapon month. Anyways. Like, scrap this episode. Scrap it. Cut it. We'll we'll do <laughs> No. Well, why don't you read the ratings from IMDB Rotten Tomatoes? Will I get letterboxed? Uh, 7.6 out of 10 on IMDb, 80% on Rotten Tomatoes. So I was closer than you were. Uh huh. The fucking pissing contest now. <laughs> and 3,7 out of 5 on Letterboxd. You know, just because there's a mistake, you don't have to fucking <laughs> read the mistake, but I know you like to do it just to fucking irritate me. <laughs> yes. All right, Justin. <laughs> do we recommend Lethal Weapon? I recommend it as a movie that happens at Christmas time. I recommend it as a Christmas movie. And you're wrong. That's okay. <laughs> okay, let me let me check let me check something. <laughs> uh, if you're going to go to the internet for an opinion, you're not going to win. Because quite frankly, for years the general public thought American Idol was the greatest show on TV, and that was a gigantic steaming pile, too. So I do not take popular opinion as fact. Okay, I'm not... Just so happens to be a movie that happens at Christmas. And you say Die Hard isn't. Correct. It also is a movie that happens at Christmas. But yet 20th it's century... A little bit more, it's a little bit more important <laughs> to the plot in Die Hard, but it's still not pivotable. 20th it's Century Fox added the tagline to Die Hard. It's the greatest Christmas story ever told. When? In the trailer for the 30th anniversary. Thank you. If it was there originally, I would, I'd let that go. But no, it was added for the 30th anniversary. Because people, the internet decided to call it a Christmas movie. The internet's wrong. It is a movie that happens at Christmas. Okay, obviously you've seen Trading Places. Uh, hmm, I don't think I've ever actually sat through the whole thing in one go. You think that's a Christmas movie? I don't honestly really remember. It was a long time ago. It's a Christmas movie. <laughs> somebody, somebody put on Reddit. Let's. Do you can somebody asked? Do you consider Lethal Weapon a Christmas movie? And then he replied with yes. Christmas is mentioned throughout the movie. A Christmas tree is shot. Mr. Joshua's hot did not grow three sizes, but got two bullets through it. And the movie ends with Christmas dinner. So somebody replied with. Um, Or is it? Let's go back to the fucking. Fucking lost it. But it was basically saying because it's deals with depression and loneliness around the holidays. Do you think that maybe that's why they put it at Christmas time to show Riggs a little more depressed about his wife? I mean, it's possible, but I mean, again, you can do that. Lots of things. You could say, oh, she loved the summertime. So it's July 4th weekend. <laughs> I mean, come on. All right. My wife loves dogs. He sees a dog. You can no, do it with anything. It was a gold pen. So where was Christmas in the second one? There was no need for Christmas in the second one. Then why would why would the first one be a Christmas movie if the second one isn't going to be a Christmas? Because the movie? Christmas time needed to set the, the tone yeah. for the Mur Riggs yeah. and Murtaugh characters, and then that you learn make it a Christmas movie. Then you learn about Murtaugh's that just makes it a movie being... that happens at Christmas time. You're making okay. my point for me. Well, let us know what you think. Whether Lethal Weapon is a uh, Christmas movie or not. I mean, to me, Christmas movie implies that. Christmas is the central theme. Christmas is the most important piece of it. Some factor of Christmas and its happiness and jolliness or the gift giving and all that other goddamn bullshit 
is that's what makes it a Christmas movie. It's about the actual fucking holiday, not about a bunch of people killing people on Christmas Day. Christmas tree is a Christmas tree. Riggs gives Murtar a gift at the end of the movie. So? Christmas dinner. I give people gifts at their birthdays. Okay. Yeah, it happens. Well, it wasn't if, if, you, it wasn't necessary. if you listen to this, let us know what you think. It wasn't necessary to is lethal weapon. Any goddamn holiday could happen any goddamn day of the week. So, you know, we're going to have this debate again next week. Yeah. What, what are we covering next week, Justin? 1992's Batman Returns. Starring. Well, you didn't put that, but Michael Keaton and Danny DeVito and Michelle Pfeiffer. My favorite Catwoman of all. Okay. Well, I mean, I that's it's... a Batman movie that happens at Christmas time. Okay, well, we'll, have to, we'll watch it and we'll debate it next week. But I think for now, the bar is closed. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow us and stay up to date with the podcast at the Movie Bar Pod on X, Twitter, at the Movie Bar Podcast on Instagram, at the Movie Bar Pod on YouTube and TikTok, and at the Movie Bar Podcast on Facebook. We are on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Podcast, Anchor, Google Podcasts, and most places you listen to your podcasts. And be sure to check out our website, www.moviebarpod.com. Thank you for listening. Please let us know what you want to hear by contacting us on social media or via email at themoviebar.com. Let us know if you think Lethal Weapon is a Christmas movie. Yeah, it's a Christmas movie. Please, <laughs> I thought I said Die Hard there for a second. but uh, <laughs> Please be sure to like, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Bye. Bye. I'm getting too old for this shit. Always too old for this shit. <laughs>